when Clark did not be preached today, I thought, oh, this is a good slot. But we want to be obedient, man. All right. Well, let's go ahead and pray together. Father, we just love you. We thank you, Lord, for your presence here in this place today, Lord. We open up our hearts and our minds to receive all that you have for us, Lord God. Please change us by the power of your love and the power of your word. Let us focus on you and hear from you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, today's message is called Don't Dwell on It. And kind of reading the preaching style of ministry and uh, mine was more of a teaching, so just get ready to learn a little something, and I believe that you will just be blessed. Amen? So my byline here is, forgetting the past frees you to expect a great future. Who in here would like a great future? Amen? Do you know that that is what God is expecting for you? God's thoughts and plans for you are for a great future. Jeremiah 29, 11 and 12. A lot of times people wouldn't read 29, 11. They weren't going to read 12, but let me... Read both of it for you here. For I know the thoughts. This is in the New King James Version. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. So this is God speaking. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. I guess I was saying uh, today, I, I, I thought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. Amen? We'll cry out to him, and he will answer us. When we when we understand and recognize that his thoughts towards us are good, not of evil, not for disaster, but for good. God's thoughts and plans are always for good. And you might say, let's get how that sounds bad thing happened thing happened. Well, yeah, there's bad in the world. Okay. Let me just give you a little one-on-one -on -one here. The whole reason that there is bad is so that there will be a choice. Amen. God is good. He is love. He is all good. But there did have to be a choice. He could have made us all this like a little puppy dog that we're just the only man no matter what, you know? But he didn't. He, he made us where we would have our own free will and our own thoughts and our own choices so that we would choose whether or not to love him. It wouldn't be fun if you if everybody in your life would make to obey you and well maybe some of you would like that. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, it wouldn't be fun if, if you know People around you had to love you. It's better when they choose to love you. So we need to choose to love God. Amen. Because he has already chosen to love us in the biggest way. He gave everything he had to give us the choice to choose. Amen. He gave his beloved son, his, his heart. He gave it. He gave Jesus so that we would have the choice. And you know the sad thing is a lot of times people don't choose. Sometimes they don't choose and that that's hard for me. Can you imagine if you loved someone so much and you gave them everything and you gave them the choice to love you back and they just said, I like this other person over here who's not really real, but you know, I like the idea of it. I'll keep that, right? All right. But let's pray for people to choose wisely. Amen. Pray for people to choose God. Then you will call on him, but we have to understand that he has given us a future and hope. One translation actually says, an expected end. Well, who's expected end? God is, God is in faith over your life. He actually had Jesus at the right hand of the Father. It was up there praying for you, right? 
You know, God's expecting him. He's expecting a great end for you, a great future, a great hope. Amen. So the future that God has for each and every one of us is a good future filled with the promise of hope, abundance, freedom, health, and prosperity. And God expected him for outcome for our lives is a good one. Say good one. God's plans for me are good ones. Say good ones. Amen. If you want to, you don't ever need to do anything I say in the Okay. So God's expecting that outcome for our lives is a good one. He is in faith for us, for us to believe the best so that we can live in his best. Amen. With our lives. But it's hard for us to believe for the best for our future if we're stuck in the past. Amen. And that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about today. Getting stuck in the past. Don't dwell in it. Okay. Um, if our minds are very souls, you know, what made up the three things our spirit, our soul, and our mind. Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Right? Okay, so if our soul, is stuck in the past and thinking about the past so much, there's not going to be any room for victory for the future. If you're stuck in the past within your mind, there's no room. If our minds are very souls, our mind, will, and emotions are bound up in regret, shame, guilt, or any of these kind of negative things over the past, then it will be hard to break through all of that to receive the promise of the glorious future that God has for us. He has plenty of us. Okay? The past is the past. We're going to talk about it. So today's message is titled Don't Dwell on Me. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be more study, so I went ahead and looked up dwell and what that has more put on my heart to title this Don't Dwell on it. So I'm going to dwell for a minute, right? So dwell, to dwell on something means to think, speak, or write at me about a particular subject. Especially when there's a source of unhappiness, anxiety, dissatisfaction, negative thinking. So when somebody's dwelling on something, it's usually because they're thinking about something negative that has happened in the past. So an example in the sentence would be, I've got better things to do than to dwell on the past. I've got better things to do than to dwell on the past. So to dwell on it means to think or talk a lot about something, especially something, it would be better to forget it. All right? It would be better to get so as believers, so we're believers, right? As believers in Jesus Christ, as being the Son of God. As believers, we have got to train our minds to let things go because it doesn't happen naturally. As, as humans, we naturally will think negative things of the past. We dwell on things that are not good. And we just have a tendency to do that. I think it's just because there's so much negative in the world and so much negative things that can happen. Maybe as you're growing up, like I did, my, my childhood was a mess. I won't get into that, but I had a lot of negative things, a lot of negative things spoken over me. Oh, that, that Jimmy Hammer girl, she's never going to amount to nothing. They come from nothing. They're never going to be nothing. You know, that kind of mess. And so all my life, I've had this thought off. Those thoughts have never been enough. Anybody else can relate? Okay? So I have to put that in the past. But the good news is that when I came to the Lord 32 plus years ago, I learned something. I don't have to be Jimmy Hound's little girl that's never gonna know what I'm I am the child of the most high king. You get it? I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, more than a copyright. Amen. So I had to switch my thinking because it was thinking. Amen. Amen. Make it change. So we've got to learn 
And I believe if we've got to turn that line and let things go, we have got to learn to leave it in the past so that we'll be able to set our thoughts and our affections and our focus on what God has in store for us for today and for our future. God has great plans for you. I don't care if you're 12 or 72, God has great plans still for your life. For today and tomorrow. Amen. Let's give you for He's not finished yet. God is not finished with you yet. He's got great plans for you. Amen. But when we dwell on the past, we think about the past and we rehearse the past over and over in our minds and all the negative things there, then we're digging up something that's in the grave that should be left alone. Okay? When we dwell on the past, think about the past, reverse the past in our minds over and over, then we are digging it up in the grave when it really should remain buried in there. And we're dealing with the death thing now. And that can bring nothing good, right? That can only bring destruction. There's no life in it. It can do you no good to just pull up the past. I'm going to talk a little bit about it. You know what I'm talking about. So I know that. But now I know that when we go through things, we're supposed to learn from it. We go through something, we're supposed to learn from it. If we didn't learn from it, then we would be bad stewards, right? So we do need to learn from the things that we've gone through, all those negative things. Or is it just me that's been through negative things? No? Y'all been through a few negative things? So, so then I've got to like proud. So, we would be bad stewards if we didn't learn something from the past. But learning something from the past and living in the past are two different things. Okay, and we're going to kind of outline the difference. Amen. We should have already received any lesson from it and taken away any good, so that we, so that all that's left is uh, of that negative experience should be buried and forgotten. We can't afford to continue to dwell on it. thinking about your past mistakes or hurts or disappointments or betrayals. Repeatedly thinking about things, it's just going to bring your soul in, your mind, your will, your emotions. Your emotions are directly attached to your thoughts. Okay? And if you're thinking, 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 negative, 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 I can't believe they did that to me. How could they have done that? You're not only going to be sad, you're going to be mad. I do. I get mad. I just think that I was raised up in that age. So, so my, my sugar goes right back to New York. If I don't want to, if I don't want to, if I don't renew my mind through the word of God, I would go straight to the English train and stuff. Screaming, yelling, slamming doors at Our first year of marriage was so much fun. It was the six months that was bad. Like, oh, see, see, he, he just needed, he would engage. He was just like, if you're going to act like that, I'm just going to have a baby thing. Like, that made me even more mad. That made me so angry. Uh, 1802 Cameo, there's a big old crunk in the door jam. He's like, he's a slam on that door. <laughs> Still there today. <laughs> but anyway, uh, God has redeemed me from my past. Amen. He created me yet again another. So I'm different. I'm different. Amen. I'm different. And uh, I give him all the glory for that. But it was not without hard work. It was not without hard work. I had to retrain my mind. And every time my emotions wanted to just go crazy, I have to listen to the external voice, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you as a believer, say, come on now, Rita. Maybe that's not the best way to handle that. I would take that one. Maybe that's not the best way to handle that. Well, then you handle it. You know, I'm going to have to go something about it. And you can deal with that. He's like, you know, he can handle it. He can handle it. 
And he helped me grow beyond that. Amen. Now, it was freaking new okay? Yeah. But God, amen. So, the, the negative experience and after you learn from it should be buried. We should not resurrect it. We can't afford to continue to dwell on it. Thinking about your past effects or hurt the disappointments or betrayals will only bring your soul down and leave you looking forward, forward with expectation for a better today and better tomorrow. Amen. So, another definition for dwelling, most of y'all probably know this. Dwelling is a place that you live, right? A dwelling is a place that you live. Do you want to live in the past? No. You should not live in the past. Even yesterday's past can distract you. Even last night's past can distract you from today, what God wants to do in you today, and what God wants to do for your tomorrows. Even just thinking about what happened last night. Maybe you got angry about a situation. Maybe somebody didn't, you know, pick up their socks off the floor. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever it is. And you got taken off of that. Maybe then, you know, to my contemporary, he would always leave the cabinet open. That used to just chat my high, man. As the kids were coming up. He would leave the cabinets open. Why? Why? You just shut the cabinets. I can't. I still don't understand it to today. I don't know anything. But he would just like, you know, he just think of he's like, I'll figure it later. You know, walk over here. He'll do something else, whatever. I'll walk over and just close it. It just, you know, but why do we have to live things like that? The story of peace. Some people are hanging on to that and have it for 25 years. 25 years. Yeah, like you are too, Rita. We've been married for 31 years. Right. No, it doesn't bother me anymore. Do I still, do I still not like it? Never, I still don't like it. I don't want it to steal my peace. And I don't do well. I'm just so thinking about it. You can do it actually. Damn, I want to keep doing that. Why live like that? Why live like that, girl? You got to train on how to get beyond the times. Amen? So another definition for dwelling is a place that you live. Don't live in the past. Even yesterday's past can be a distraction. Sometimes even something that happened last night can rob you of today if you let it. We have a sign, we have ordered it. It's in our bedroom. I just haven't gotten it up on the wall. We just moved it a couple months ago. But it says, it says, give it to God and go to sleep. Give it to God and go to sleep. So when you lay your head down at night, it's a good practice. Pray and release all of your fears to the Lord. All of your anxieties to the Lord. Release them to Him. Amen. First Peter 5 7. says, Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on Him. For He cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. He cares about you with deepest affection. Some of you really, there's somebody today that really needs to get relation. How much you are loved by God. Maybe you just don't realize it. How much you God loves you. He cares for you. He watches over you. There's a scripture in Zephaniah that says he sings over you. God loves you. He's full of joy and he thinks about you. 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 Amen. So cast all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns. Once and for all on him, for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. So you can trust God to hear you 
and to care for you. And you can trust him to work it out for you, but you've got to release it to him. And when I said release it to him, when you cast your fishing line, you can throw it out there. But oftentimes, just like that fishing line, we'll pull it back in. Amen? We'll say, God, you know, uh, please help me with this situation. And you throw it to him and you're like, but I don't see how it's ever going to happen. That's pulling it back in. We're talking about the more just today. So when you give to give your cast your cat anxiety and carry it over to him, you need to trust them with him. Amen. And let it go. Then you instruct him to do it. He's working it out for your good, Romans 8, 28. Even when such a preacher on nothing should have pastor when we're praying. Romans 8, 28. Then you need to trust him to do it. He's working it out for your good, even when, especially when you can't see it. We talked about this before. You know how a tapestry is so beautiful on the one side, and the back side of it is just a mess with all these different uh, strings going this way and that way. And, and we have a tendency to just look at the back. Just look at the mess. We see the mess. We see the line going over here. Why does this happen over like that? But God sees the masterpiece. He sees you as a masterpiece. There's one scripture that says that, and he sees it from the right side. He sees it from all sides. Amen? But we need to we need to just relax and trust that God is God. God is God. Jay Moth had a song called God God, but we should listen to it so good. So even when and especially when you can't see it, God is moving on your behalf. He's moving things, he's he's changing things because he's loving you. He's loving you through it all. Bad things happen. Things happen in this world that we don't understand. We want it, we won't even understand it until we get there. Until we get to heaven, you know? But but God is bigger than the bad things. If we'll just press into him and allow him to heal us, heal our hearts, and show us what the next step is for our future. He's not done yet. He's not done yet. Philippians 3, 12 and 14, I have it here in the New King James Version. It says, I love this scripture. It says, not that I have already attained or have already perfected, but I press on this lay hold of them, for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not have myself to have that forgiveness. But once I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are in I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Forget those things that are in the past. Press on towards those things that God has for you in the future. Amen? You've got to retrain your mind to think positively. Don't dwell on and speak on the negative things from your past. As believers, we have got to be careful with what we speak about. Now, I, I, I can feel like I'm, I'm losing a little bit of attention right now. I'm, I'm shifting gears because I'm going to tell you something a little bit about your faith that's important. So I need y'all to okay? and pay attention. Don't dwell on and speak on the negative things from your past. As believers, we have got to be careful with what we speak and talk about. And we have, to, we have to be responsible with our thoughts and words because, you know why? Because we're faith beings. If we're believing by faith that we are saved because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and we receive that, we believe it, and we receive it, then we are saved, and we are believers. And when that hits, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you, and you become a faith-filled, powerful faith being. So with that said, we have got to be responsible with what we think and how we speak, because what we speak is very powerful. Okay, so think about that. Okay, God said, like, be, and life's still continuing to go and be, and still creating new 
think about in the galaxy. And Jesus, the word of God says that God made us in his image. Now, we may not be able to speak galaxies into existence, but we're made of the same stuff. So what we're speaking has got to be paid attention to. We have to be more responsible. We also need to watch our mouth because it reveals our heart. If we are in faith for something, the opposite should never come out of our mouth. Never. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we have or think, according to the power that works in us. The power that works in us. What is that power? The Holy Spirit by faith. The Holy Spirit moves. That powerful Holy Spirit moves by faith. Okay? The power that works in us. That Greek word right there for power is dynamo. That is comes from Dumas. And it means forceful, explosive, miraculous power. That's what lived on the inside of you. Forceful, explosive, miraculous power. What are we doing with that? Are we using our faith every day? God bless you. Amen. So that's part of the Holy Spirit working in you through faith. But we really must remember that God will never force you to live by faith. God will never force you to do things right. To live by faith, to train your mind to think positively. God's not going to ever force you to do that. It's your choice. Like we talked about when we first started, it's your choice. If you want to live in all that God has for you, it's your choice. Amen? But you can't do that if you're the one on the path of living in all the negative emotions that that creates. We have to choose to move on, let go, and let God advance us to all that He has for us all the promotion, all the freedom, all the healing, all the blessings. He can, he can get you past that addiction. Amen? He can get you free from that. He can, he can get you beyond uh, those feelings of inadequacy, this insecurity. Amen? God wants you to have freedom in your life and abundance and blessing. If you continue to dwell on uh, the, the wrong thing that you suffered at work, maybe somebody hurt you or passed over you or whatever, uh, symptoms in your body, uh, addiction that doesn't seem able to be break, broken, or failure that you've gone through, then there is no room for victory in your mind. If you continue to dwell on these things that you see, the negative thing that you think about, that somebody has done to you, or whatever, then you're crowding out victory from your mind. You've got to have room for faith and victory in your mind, in your soul. Your emotions are affected by this. If you're continually Thinking about all the things that happened to you that were bad, you're not going to have any room to see the future for good. Does that make sense? It's as simple as that. It's a simple thing. Amen? So remember what you think about the longest. Pastor Torrance says this all the time. What you think about the longest becomes the strongest. When you think responsibly, you heard dream responsibly, you need to think responsibly. Amen? And whatever you focus on gets magnified in your life. It gets bigger. It becomes larger. Whatever you focus on. Think about it for just a second. If you get all excited about, let's say, fixing up your patio, and you just focus on that. You're looking, and you're looking, oh, let's get off the rug. And you look at, I'm just giving you an example. And you're thinking about it, and you're like, oh, thinking about it. Then that situation in your life gets bigger, right? It gets more magnified. You get more faith for it. You get more vision for it. And you get excited about it. So whatever you focus on in your life is going to be the most important thing in your life. It's going to get bigger and bigger. 
what happens when you're focusing on the past? Gonna get bigger and bigger. What happens when you're focusing on the problem? Gonna get bigger and bigger. You gotta focus on the promise, not the problem. Focus on the promise, not the problem. Amen. And in order to do that, you're gonna have to know what the promise is. Right? You're going to have to know what the Word of God says about your situation so that you can focus on that. But if you're just lazy and you won't even find out what the problem is, then you're going to live with the problem because it's going to overtake you. You're going to have to do a little stuff. You know? What is it? Um, if you want something you've never had, you're going to have to do something you've never done. Amen? We need to pay the price for our peace. We need to receive it. So what you think about the longest becomes the strongest, and whatever you focus on gets magnified and larger and larger. Be sure to dwell on, focus on, think about the promise, not the problem, so that the promise gets larger and larger. Um, the Lord put on my heart, and He said, "Go ahead and give Him an example." Well, it was hard for me a little bit to get an example going because I've really worked hard to try to put the past in the past. Amen. So I'm just going to share with you something that happened just this week that I had to put in the past. Like I said earlier, something could have happened just last night that would distract you from today. So I'm just going to give you a little little example of how the enemy can steal your peace and create a different day for you, a different future for you, if it's allowed to. So I'm just going to give you a little example. Um, we're at Praise and Worship Practice on Monday night, right? We were working on this new song, Trusting God. And it was going good. We were even getting there and everything. But we were trying to get the, the sequence down. Get the sequence down. And, and it wasn't, I, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure, couldn't figure it out. I couldn't have to do. And I was getting frustrated. Now, I wasn't getting frustrated with the other members of the team. I was getting frustrated with myself. Because I was thinking, Rita, you should already know this. You should already spend the time to figure this out. This is your waste of time. And I hate to waste people's. I hate to. But since Yolanda reminded me, we're a team, we'll work this out together. We'll figure this out together. I love surrounding yourself with people that love you best. Surrounding yourself with them. And you can go on track real easy if you don't have somebody there that'll just say, something is fake. Something is fake. Who's in faith with me to get it figured out? Daryl was off. He just come straight in from work. He was, you know, working, doing his thing. And, and and Mr. Van was there, and, and even Miss Beautiful Devon was here just praying and praying and praying. And, you know, we we, we figured out what, what it was, we got it done. Because I was concerned we weren't going to be able to use it today, and I knew we needed to use it today. So I don't want to be more frustrated. So it's okay to be human, right? It's okay to have some situations that you deal with. Miss Rita, I can't believe it. Okay, so. We prayed, we got it, we got it done. Like, we didn't bring up the company. Let's give me this praise again. For those who have to do it. So, anyways, we prayed, we, let it, we got it done, and then went home. Well, that night, as my head started, I tried to hit the pillow, immediately, the enemy, or even my own voice, uh, I can't believe you. Man, you find yourself a leader. You should have already had your stuff together. I can't believe you. You know, and they saw that you got frustrated. All the people that were there, they saw, you, you know, and just kind of just tearing me down, tearing me down in my mind. And I heard that still small voice of the Holy Spirit say, let it go. So I had a choice. I had a choice to keep thinking, oh, man, I'm so bad. I just can't believe it, you know. Or I could just let it go. 
And I said, you know what, Holy Spirit, I'm going to let it go. And then I looked at my little sign and said, give it to God and go to sleep. And I said, you know what, I'll give it to you guys and I go to sleep. And I slept peacefully. And it hasn't bothered me since then. But we have to, let's give you grace. Yeah. Because that's the battle of the Lord. A small little thing. Some of you people that think a lot know what I'm talking about. Something like that could take you out for a whole day. I could have missed that night's rest. I could have missed the next day of peace and whatever God had for me. But still, 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 still let it go. Okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to let it go. And I just pray and let it go. But that was just an example beyond this room. That's just separate enough there. But the bottom line is that is the example that we I have another one. Let's see if we have coffee. No, we don't have coffee. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> it was about somehow somebody hurt my feelings. And I had to choose love. I had to choose to think the best of them, not the worst of them. Because love always thinks the best. They never hold their record of wrongs. Yeah, that for another time. Y'all think about that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Give it to God and go to sleep. So, so now I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to round it up and say I have just one more. I think I do seven more scripture right now. So let me see. Yeah. I'm going to switch gears for a few minutes. I'm going to teach us a little one-on-one about how to receive the Who wants to know how to get saved of the verb God? Okay. Now, if you already know this, this is just a little refresher for you, but I'm going to make it quick. Um, when we go to God and ask him for something, we do so by faith, right? We don't need to storm the gates of heaven. You know why? Because they're open. <laughs> he just paid the price, amen? Some people, you know, if they're coming, they're going to storm the gates of heaven. You know, they're going to get in. You don't want to do that. Because they're open to you. You just walk right in. Amen? So that's number one. Number two is one. you don't want to beg. I'm so unworthy. You don't have to come out and You know why? Because you've been made his child. If you make your child, if you do, I'm just going to have to pray for you. No, you don't have to crawl and, 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 and just, you know, pray to God. No, just go, the Bible says to go boldly into the throne room of grace. So you just get to go and say, you know, I come to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And this is what we got to talk about. We simply need to ask in faith and then believe by faith and then receive it. Then you know what needs to happen after you do that? After you go to God, just go in praising Him and thanking Him for who He is. Amen? That's number one. Because of who He is. He loves you regardless. Unconditionally, no matter what you do, when I get a revelation of that, I'm free. Let me tell you. Because I can, I can slam 1802 cameos, do it, and slam them, do it. And God still loves me. He doesn't love me anymore, any less. He loves you. He loves you. No more, no less. On what depending on what you've done. Amen. He's always going to love you. So go thank him. Praise him. Amen. And every time he uh, did it, okay, hold on. I'm getting to my turn. We said we need to ask him things. And the only thing we need to ask him about is praise and thanksgiving. Every time we think of this thing that we have asked God for, we should send forth praise and thanksgiving to him for doing it. So when you ask God, I'm not going to hurry, but when you ask God for something, believe by faith that you receive it. You only have to ask one time. You only have to ask one. You don't have to keep asking him, asking him. Well, there's a scripture that says that scripture means me. Don't give up. That's what that scripture means. But with this word of God here, I'm saying to you is you ask God once. And then if you're truly in faith, you'll thank him. 
and praise him and thank him every time you think about it. If you're asking God for a turnaround for one of your children, you ask God, and then every time you think about it, you say, God, I thank you that my child is turned around for you. I thank you, Father God, that my child is serving you with their whole heart. I thank you, Father God. And you doesn't matter what you see, doesn't matter what you hear, you don't change what you're speaking because it means you're not changing what you're believing. You don't have to go back to God and lie out every negative thing you heard and think. That puts you back to square one. You don't need to go back to square one. You don't have to go back and have all the negative things that you see happening in the situation. Is if there is a new thing that you see and you want to cover the prayer, go ahead and do that. But if you don't believe in that situation, this is what I'm trying to do. Don't go back to talking about the negative thing to God or anyone else because that just brings up the again. And when you're expecting believing by faith or brother today and tomorrow, we shouldn't do that. Hope is expecting something good is coming. Faith is knowing that it is. Hope is expecting that something good is coming, and faith is knowing. Down here, you know, just like you know you're saved, that it's here by faith in Jesus' name. That is living in faith. You need to, to expect it by faith and seek like you are believing that it's coming. That goes for your job, your health, your finances, your relationships, anything that you're in faith over. 2 Corinthians 4.13, Amplified, yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote a scripture, I believe, before I speak. We also believe before we often speak. So I have more scripture than I thought. Mark 11, 25. In the ESV, most of you know this scripture set. Uh, and Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says, y'all say says with me, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown to the sea. They're not drawing hard. Like God was talking about the last time we didn't get it, listen to it. But believes that what he says will come to pass if he does for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Okay, listen. But believes that what, this is verse 23, but believes that what he says will come to pass and be done. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it, and it will be yours for it. And whatever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. So whoever says we can speak what we are believing about what we need to say. And now about the past. What does it say on this last scripture said? Need to forgive. Unforgiveness we got hold over from your past, even if it's from last night, even if it's from this morning. Unforgiveness is in your past. Why you don't get onto it? You need to let it go. It's keeping you from your tomorrow. It's keeping you from your today. Unforgiveness is a holdover from the past. God is saying that if you want what lies ahead, you must let go of the negative emotion of the unforgiveness that we have had in the past. Don't dwell on it. Choose to be better, not bitter. Amen? Choose to be better. Instead, choose to dwell on it, think about it, and live in the positive. Now, this is my last set of scriptures. I'm trying to go fast. Follow believers. That's us, right? Believers. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word. Whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things, sit in your mind on them, and implant them in your heart. That's a list. Somebody needs to put that on the car, on your phone, in your notes, on your mirror, in your bathroom. 
I advise you in the Someone needs to do this. And it's me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all of us. Amen. But if I'm speaking to you, get it done. Hack it up, find your notes on your phone. Put it in the screensaver. Think on things that are lovely, just, and of good report. Confirmed by God's word. Pure, false, and lovely. Brings peace. How many times do we lose our peace because we're not thinking on things that bring peace? You have to put on your big boy pants, your big girl pants, and make a decision to live in peace with everyone. It's your decision. It's your responsibility. Choose peace. Amen? So remember, don't dwell on the negative, don't dwell on the task, don't think to be all right or right. Some people like to journal their negatives about a particular subject, especially one that is a source of unhappiness, anxiety, or dissatisfaction. Leave it in the path. Learn from it. Eat the meat. Spit up the bones. Amen? But leave it in the path so that you can look forward to today and your great, beautiful, bright, shining tomorrow that God has for you. Amen? No matter where you are in life, God has got such great plans for you. I'm excited to speak about it. I'm going to pray every day for you and your family. And we're expecting God's very best for you. You know, God's very best over you. And prayer for protection over you. God's favor, His goodness, His blessing, His anointing. That we are the salt and the light of the earth. Amen. If somebody were, but sometimes we're the only Bible other people should see. Maybe at work, whatever. Can they see God in you so much that they would cheat him? Are your actions reflecting his goodness? I'm talking to myself too, because I think it's thank you too. Amen. We can all be that way. Amen. But but just hear hear a still small voice, the Holy Spirit on this ring word that they not for us to live in condemnation, but for us to just grow. Just grow a little bit better every day. Amen? God has a great future for you. Get excited about what God is doing in your life. Amen? Let's all get excited about what God is doing in your life. He has great plans. Amen? He has great plans for your future. So don't let it take you out for your future. Amen? Remember that God has great plans for you. Amen. That's what I've got. Before I pray, um, said the teacher, I want to ask you, did you learn anything today? Okay, what you learn? <laughs> Come on. Anybody have anything that they learned today? Raise your hand. That's right. <laughs> but he does have a good Yes, ma'am. Don't go to the past and run the future. Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. It gives me chills. I can do that. It's it's Just have its way unless you just let it. 
And then when you think about being a friend, you have to be a friend, you have to know shapes your world. Which you're dwelling on. Anybody else? Train your mind to go beyond the bed. You don't need to thank God. You're his, you're his daughter. He wants to give you a world. He already has this, but he's got to teach you about that. That's good. Anybody else before we close? Yes. Make a decision to live in peace. Make a decision to live in peace. Did you have something? Be better, not better. Anybody else? Yes. Anybody else? Well, let's just go ahead and pray. I'm going to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your sins if you have made Jesus the Lord of your life, then you'd be like to today. There's just close your eyes and I would be praying for each other. If there's anybody in here that hadn't said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God that he died on the cross and rose again, I think for my sins. If you haven't prayed that prayer of salvation and you want to today, raise your hand and we'll pray with you. You see that hand? You see that hand? Anybody else? You see that hand? Anybody else? That if they leave this earth, they're going to make heaven their home, but you want to be sure. Is there anybody here like that? All right. Okay, let's go ahead and stand with There are a couple of people that raise their hand and pray with them. So we're going to all collectively pray together. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the same and that he died on the cross and rose again, then you will be saved. That means you'll make heaven your home. So what we're going to do is everybody just put your hand on your heart. And everybody say, with these two people, and with me, say, Dear Lord, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died on the cross, and he rose again for my sins. I believe it, and I receive salvation in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you were coming into my life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for filling me up with your power to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give you that when one person gives their heart to God, I can have a big party in heaven. So we can just roll back the curtain to heaven and see some angels rejoicing right So thank you for coming. Thank you for uh, just being a part of what God is doing here in this camp. We love you all. Uh, we are going to be doing something for the kids at the end of the uh, of the of the month of Easter. If you want to be a part of that and bring candy and eggs and whatever you have the egg cup for them, trust me, they get off the word of God before we do the little But if you're interested in giving toward that PCS, uh, see Mr. Devon. She will help you uh, give you information. She knows what's going on, and we love you for this mess. God bless you. God bless you for this week. Amen. Sure. Thank <laughs> you.